Hey everyone, Tumbles here. We just want to give a shout out once again to Bearbox, our guest, our first guest on the Rocks and Roots podcast. Bearbox, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to chat with you over an hour long. It is our longest episode to date, and it was so enjoyable. It went so quick. So if you're interested in hearing another voice other than ours talking, please tune in and smash that like button on her Instagram profile. Bearbox is my trail name, is her Instagram. She does mention it during the episode a couple of times as well. And if anybody would like to be a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. You can also email us at rocksandrootspod at gmail.com. I always forget we have an email address. Uh, What else? You can also comment on iTunes if you would like. But anyway, please enjoy this episode. We are working through the kinks of actually having a guest so there may be a little bit of hesitation, but overall, I think we did pretty good. And without further ado, here's our episode with Bearbox. Semi-professional. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, on the eastern side of New Jersey, and on the western side through Zoom is... Cranky on the west side. Welcome <laughs> to the most unprofessional podcast <laughs> on the internet boom the south from south jersey oh so yes you do today. hear you do hear somebody new on this podcast and today we have Bearbox. this is our first guest on the Woo-hoo. podcast in like four months which i think is kind of a record for some people that that don't normally have guests so we, we're awesome and so yes bear box contacted us how long has it been now about a month because in the interim we've had covid going on we had hiking going on we had more covid going on cranky almost died no he didn't but um <laughs> it, it was not good well it, it yeah good. he he has some color back in his face so that's a good sign so yes, mm. Bearbox, welcome to the show. And Thank you. You're welcome. And would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and some of your background, please? Well, I live in South Jersey, so I live about two hours from the Appalachian Trail, but I take the ride up there because I just love it. I love the outdoors. I've always loved the outdoors, but I've kind of lived an indoor life with my career and everything. And then as I got older and after I was 50, I just got the bug in a really big way to hike. I went out with a friend. We stayed overnight in, I think it might have been Harriman Park, Bear Mountain. I don't remember which one it was. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I just, it was like bliss for me. And I never knew that. You know, four years ago, if somebody would have said to me, you're going to go out in the woods, I would have been like, yeah, okay, not me. (laughs) I don't know. It was just such a complete, once you experience it, it changes you. You have to give it a chance to go out in the woods and be. And once you are there, it's life-changing if you allow it. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, my background in in, in a paragraph, you know, I was indoors, I'm outdoors, and I love it. Now, you said, how long ago did you start um, hiking again? 
I'm going to be 53. And I was just about 51. And so it really wasn't that long ago. And But now I've always been walking and walking around and going to parks and stuff like that. But we all know that's a totally different experience. Oh, That's just that's no way too normal. Or I don't even know what the word is, but the energy is really different. Yeah, so, it's so really... Of, yeah, I mean, so really, what, you, you started just a little bit after Cranky and I started i mean we 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 started in earnest in late 2017 so you weren't too far behind us uh going through this interesting time so it's different you know your Mm -hmm. your hiking opportunities are different and once i was introduced to the appalachian trail that really was the catalyst for just a complete change cool Uh, we can identify a thousand percent um, everything you were just saying there sounds very much like our story. Mm-hmm. Um, this started out as, <clears throat> well, you know, that'll be cool. We'll, we'll, we'll do a hike and then boom, you get the bug again. You just go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely can identify with that. Yeah. Um, it's hard to let it go. Oh, really? Yeah. Is. Yeah, Absolutely. So your trail name, um, which we've been talking on Instagram, and I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no. Did we I lose the you. crank? Do you mind if we share your name? Oh, there you are. Oh, wait. We lost you for a second. What did, what did, you, what did you say? Okay. You were embarrassed. Connection. Yes, my connection is unstable. Um, but for actually, before I tell this story, again, because this is a very unprofessional podcast, do you mind if we share your, or would you like to share your Instagram name? If not, sure. Okay. My Instagram name is Bearbox is my trail name. <laughs> so I thought in my infinite wisdom, I thought that that was your actual trail name. No. Um, like no. the full, the full sentence. We, we yeah. <laughs> right. Well, when I went to go make the Instagram page, like bear box was taken, yeah. you know, for a lot of different reasons. And I really just wanted to be true to like what was going on, which was getting to know me as bear box. Uh, the, the name was given to me and I understand that that's how it's supposed to happen. And it was, I accepted the name, which was kind of strange at first, I guess when you're identifying with a different name, but anyway, that's the name I've gotten. The story behind it was I went on my very first solo hike. I was very eager. I just started hiking and I loved it and nobody was around. I was like, I'm going hiking tonight. I'm going all by myself. And I went to a trail. I was not, I went to a portion of the trail I'd never done before, was not familiar with. And that is not a great idea. (laughs) You should know what kind of elevation you're going to be doing and just exactly what the terrain is and at least know something about the trail. I didn't. I was very overeager and I walked all day. I got lost. I had to backtrack. I was going up boulders. It was just really a wild trek. And I got to camp and I saw a big brown box and I said, this is a perfect spot for me to set up my tent because I'll be safe on one side. Like nothing can get to me because there's this big box and then I can set my door up be open on the other side and I'm safe nothing's gonna get to me so I'm excited I'm at camp I'm like dancing around I've tent my tent up my first solo hike really we danced too by the way it. yeah yeah it's like <laughs> such a great feeling you know I was like really really in the moment and out of the corner of my eye I saw a group of people kind of looking at me talking and you could tell when people are talking about you yeah. like I yep. felt and I was like well it's really weird but like whatever okay I'm dancing around maybe I gotta take it down or not so this guy comes up to me and he says um um 
you're gonna uh, set your uh, he's um and he's stuttering <laughs> over what he's saying and I'm like spit it out is he gonna set your tent up right here and I was like yeah same thing I just said to you I feel like it would be safe you know there's this box he said that's the bear box I'm like what's the bear box I had no idea what a bear box was so he tells me about the bear box like lift my tent up I move it out of the way and then somebody when they heard the story they said that really should be a trail name so I said okay <laughs> and that's where the name came from. No, that's perfect. That's a great that story. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Do you little... where that was? Yeah, um, it was in Wawianda. Oh, no, where? no, 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 it wasn't, no, it wasn't. Uh, let me look. She I has her up... map right okay. behind her, by the way. <laughs> I went up the stairway to heaven. Okay. Which is in Vernon, I think. Yes. And I kept on going that way, and I went to... I forget what the name of the uh, shelter was. I could look it up. I could let you know for the show notes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we have the show notes up. thing now. Ooh, we feel so much like Tom Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I, I, I was overly eager to go. So I didn't know all of the little things. Like, what is a privy? What is a bear box? Where's the best place to set up your tent? Make sure you know where you're going. Make sure you get an idea of how long it's going to take you to get there. I just left. I just was going out on a Saturday night to go hiking. I had stuff in my backpack and I went. So, I mean, I survived. That's great. But yeah. you should put maybe a little more thought into that. I mean, you sound like, I know, through hikers, that's a lot of through hikers mentality is just put the pack on your back and just start walking. Yeah. yeah. What's great about that trail is... For the most part, you can get away with that because you can learn on the fly. I don't know if there are many other trails of that length where you can actually do that and get away with it. So that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I feel safe on the trail. There's still, Everybody's been great. Yes. Everybody's just there to be oh. and, ha- and be in that moment. I mean, it's kind of annoying last week and I was on the trail and I saw people, uh, I didn't see people, but I saw bear cans. Like, really? There was a bear can on the trail? Yeah. That was kind of terrible. Where um, where was that, if I may ask? In Wind Gap, Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're moving along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we found that, we found that on those plateaus as well. You know, it's just so accessible from the road and kids hang out and they don't clean up after themselves. Yeah, that's not good because over time, what's that going to turn into? Exactly. Exactly. Well, knob is the worst for that. Um, Have you been there yet? It's no. Yay. It's near Lehigh Gap. It Mm. is notorious for easy access and there's a huge parking lot. You know, the the overlook is about a half mile from the parking lot. The kids go and hang out and smoke and drink, and that's fine, but carry it out with you. Yeah, all right, that's good to know. It's the knob. Bake yeah, oven knob. I'm, I'm writing it down because I try to avoid, like, all the really overly crowded places. The shelter is good because the shelter is a bit beyond that knob, and uh, the kids don't want to traverse rocks, so the shelter's great. Okay, that's good. I mean, yeah, like Stairway to Heaven, that gets crazy on the weekends. Bear Mountain, that's crazy on the weekends too. Bear Mountain is insane. It's very frustrating. (laughs) I feel like such snobs sometimes. It's like get off the trail. (laughs) It's not even that. It's the experience changes because I wanted to get 
you know, when I wanted to finish New York, I left Bear Mountain for last. Mm-hmm. Well, not last, it was a second to last. Because I knew how crowded it was going to be. And it wasn't enjoyable because it's like being online at Great Adventure. You're just going at the pace of the line. And then you'll step aside and people will pass by. And you're not in the moment. You're just simply not enjoying the trail. You're just, who likes being on a line? And that's what those busy sections really feel like. Agreed. Yeah. A uh, good yeah. hack for that, we did a lot of Bear Mountain in snowstorms in the dead of winter (laughs) yeah you'll have lots of other problems but you won't have (laughs) a crowding problem i'll take those yeah or weekdays too you know sometimes tuesday or wednesday you'll have you know so try to save the really crowded spots for the weekday yeah so what section i'm sorry to interrupt my apologies no Um, i mean go go on (laughs) what sections have you done now that we're kind of talking about various sections that's a perfect segue um completed all of new jersey all of new york i'm about 35 no 25 miles into pennsylvania um parts of massachusetts up near cheshire and dalton very pretty I did areas up there yeah cheshire is just beautiful like a storybook just gorgeous um so and now i'm just gonna do connecticut hopefully i'm gonna do that in four days hopefully wow. i do Hopefully, I'm going to go in the next two months and do that. I'm not good with staying out in the cold. So I do have some things that I'm starting to accumulate to make the cold easier to bear. Like I have a heated vest, but how many days can go with that? Um, but it just can't do the cold. So when it gets warmer, I'm going to do the Connecticut four days. That's next. Yeah, I mean, you're Aside looking from at... other state hikes and section hikes, but... Right, I mean, it's a 52-mile state, so you you most likely can bang it out. It it took us a year and a, it was a year and a half to get through that damn state. Uh, it, was, it was not a favorite of ours uh, for Why? various reasons. I mean, there were some views that were, they weren't the best. It was a slog there. It was just short days of hiking followed by, you know, we had other things to do. It just, it just kept dragging, I guess. And if it, we were to do it in the four days, perhaps we would have, enjoyed it a little bit more <laughs> yes okay yeah that's good to know i'm feeling i'm just gonna try to bang it out in one swoop yep that's fantastic yeah you'll definitely be able to do that yeah um, yeah so i guess well because again another perfect segue has presented itself um logistics as tumbles mentioned one of our issues since we started this together and our thing is we're going to finish this together is every time we want to do this, we have to coordinate with each other first. And then we have to, now that we're out of New Jersey and out of New York, um, now we have to coordinate. Okay, so this weekend we're going to Shenandoah. It's a four-hour drive just to get there. So So logistics. So since you're doing this solo, um, you have a bit more freedom. Just I'm going this weekend and I'm going, but you know, what are your logistics? How do you, because we can always stage cars if we can't find a shuttle or if we're nervous yeah. about Uber being available, we do a caravan, we stage cars. How do you handle your logistics? Well, there's, there's a couple different ways of doing taxis, Uber or mm. trail angels. Um, and then of course, you know, I don't always solo hike, but um, I do a good amount of solo hiking. So with that, here's the key with Uber is when you go to put in the trailhead address, lots of times it'll say that there's no Uber available for pickup. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason is because there's no exact address and it's not really identified. So if you copy the coordinates on gut hooks and you paste that into Uber, you have a likelihood that will work and that'll get you maybe a car. Or secondarily, you can go onto the map and put a pin onto the where the trail goes yeah, and then you might that. have a better chance and you also have a chance the closer you are to the pickup time you want you'll have a better chance of getting uber so that's what i've learned over time because i really rely on that there was a time when when i was closer to my house where i would do an out and back and that's nice and for people who don't know what an out and back is that's you go out three miles and you walk back to your car you know back those three miles i found at first i didn't think i was going to like that I'm like, why do I want to walk the same thing twice? But it does look very different when you're, you know, you just went up that mountain and you're going down. It's very different. So that wasn't so bad. But now I felt like it was going to take me longer to accomplish my goal of getting through everything. You know, I drive two hours to walk four miles or five miles when I could have done 10 or 11. Kudos to you because out and backs, uh, we detest. We yeah. detest. <laughs> yeah. So it's not the greatest thing, but it's like something I did a little bit. And then I said, okay, I have to manage with some kind of Uber situation. So also I've been kind of looking through gut hooks and just taking notes of who's around. And like I made friends with a hotel owner, just texting her. And, you know, you make friends with a trail angel who happens to own a hostel. And then when I get in those areas, I know who I'll call, you know, so... Wow, meeting people and just talking to people and finding out. I mean, reading but, you know, online, that's... reading online section hikers who do it solo, mostly solo. I I give y'all so much credit because it is it actually is more logistics you have to juggle with trying to yeah. find a a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really nervous the morning of when I'm driving there. I hope the car is there. I hope there is a ride. I hope there's a parking spot for me. If there's no parking spot, then what will I tell Uber? That I got to go nine miles to the next trailhead. So there's a lot of stress in that. But as soon as I get on the trail and I take one step, it's all gone. It's the most amazing day ever. Nothing else matters. And I'm just clapping out of glee that I'm on the trail. (laughs) So I always remind myself of that. You know, when I'm going through that struggle of just getting there, it's just how happy I'll be when I get there. But that's, that's, that's that's me that's my feeling you know other people be like hiking what's that but you know we love it the trail heals and it is the god's <laughs> really honest does. truth it is the truth yes it does yeah. yes it does i am definitely looking forward to this weekend you know down three weeks with covid and not being able to go out i definitely miss it so again this is fantastic because everything you're saying I'm nodding on Zoom like an idiot. No one can But yes, I'm definitely agreeing with just about everything that you're saying. Um, Duncannon and that area is really good for Uber. We did, a, because when we got to Duncannon, um, I really don't like staging cars. Um, I'll do it if we have to. And like I said, that's the advantage of having a dedicated hiking partner. But um, once we got past out of New Jersey, Duncan is really where we started looking for, okay, logistically, how can we do this without both of us driving two hours, three, and now it's four hours. Um, so yeah, when you get to Duncan, it's, you won't have any issues getting Ubers. 
And, and it is such a dinner. friendly trail town, yes. too. I mean, there's a wonderful hostel there that just opened last year, right before COVID. So yeah. they managed to keep their um, their store open and sneak some people in. I mean, they're called kind of outdoorsy. They're fabulous, fabulous folks. So highly recommend you stopping in there to say hello. But Duncannon, okay, Duncannon is the trail town of... Um, Pennsylvania, even more so than Boiling Springs, in my opinion. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. And what you were saying about meeting people, again, I agree a thousand percent. I am definitely not a people person, but <laughs> the people that we have met, whether it be shuttle drivers, we have like a dedicated shuttle, shuttle driver in Massachusetts. I forget his name at the moment, otherwise I'd give a shout out. He's Mr. Um, Bernie Sanders, we call him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a couple of, well, we definitely have a dedicated shuttle driver in Virginia, although we're not using her this weekend, um, whether it be a hostel owner or just people that you stay with in a shelter for the night, like everyone that we have met out there, because you all are starting out with this common goal, this common experience. It's just for someone who doesn't like people, I love the people that we have met, um, on the vast majority. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. not met someone out there that we did not like. Except one. One. Georgia. Yes. But even the next day, that lady yes, was... she got nicer. Yes. She got nicer. <laughs> so, real quick, that story, because you'll be amused by this bear box, um, talk, you know, you're talking about shelter taboos and things that you screw up, um, you know, like putting your tent right on top of the bear box. So, logistically... Georgia, which we completed in two trips last year, we took advantage of reduced work hours due to COVID and and just got that done. Yep. Um, so our second trip to Georgia, <clears throat> it's a twelve hour drive from New Jersey, as you're probably aware. So twelve hours, and then we had to walk ten miles. We did not get into camp until ten thirty. Yeah, something like that. Late, and you know. It is what it is. I need to see. I've got my flashlight on. So they were not thrilled with that. But I'm sorry, I need to see. You don't own the shelter. This is just what you have to deal with sometimes. Um, so that was the first thing that they were kind of pissed off with. We were as quiet as possible. Uh, but then I went to set my alarm for the next <laughs> day. And I accidentally set it off in the middle of the sh- in the middle of the shelter 11 o'clock at night everyone was sleeping my alarm is going off oh god damn and this lady was not like normally you would kind of grumble to yourself and just and i shut it off immediately it's not like this thing was going off for 30 seconds we would roll over and say whatever you know yes. right. yeah so this lady was like oh god Really? And mind like, you, this lady was sleeping with her dog in the shelter. I have no problem with that. But lady, your dog is taking up a spot for humans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we have done some shelter, some, um, you know, site faux pas as well. So I can definitely identify with your <laughs> box story. But even that, the next day, she was very, very nice. Um, and it was like, nothing happened. So maybe she was sleepwalking and she didn't realize. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, 
So speaking of canine creatures, again, my segues today are on point. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it up to you, Craig. Um, So I do not like dogs. I do not like dogs on trail. However, you own a dog and you hike with your dog. So um, we have a new perspective on the podcast today. I hike with her sometimes. You have to know your dog and you have to know where you're going with your dog. That's really, really key. If you're going to a place that's in the middle of nowhere that you're going to maybe see three people during the day, it's a totally different hike than if you're going to go to Bear Mountain. Um, You you have to, first of all, you have to be, I'd like to say you have to be responsible, but some people don't get that. But responsible for your dog, picking up after your dog and a leash are the simple things, but it's more than that. There's things like how will your dog react to other people? Are they going to jump on other people? Obviously, you don't want that. But here's the thing is rattlesnakes. How does your dog respond to animals in the wild? You know, your dog is going to be very inclined to go up to the rattlesnake, put its nose to the rattlesnake. It's going to get bit. It's going to die. Um, There's ways to get your dog rattlesnake trained so that when your dog does go out in the trail, they know how to respond to the wild. They know how to respond to people. Um, Dogs can do that. So there are dogs that are really an asset to the trail. Um, They make you feel safe. They do keep other animals away. So when I'm sleeping in my tent with my dog, nothing's coming by my tent i've seen it with my own eyes i mean stuff will literally avoid my area because my dog is with me um you, you have to also know the trail like if you're going over boulders you don't want your dog to fall off you don't want to strangle your dog by having it on the end of a leash so again you have to know your dog so if i need to know where i'm going and that's how i'll decide when i bring her i only bring her one out of every 10 hikes all right yeah, that's not much. It's only when I know the situation is really ideal for her and she deserves to get out for that walk. I mean, they are wild animals, so so I'm I'm all for it in the respect that they're animals and I hate that they're always on a leash and they're always walking at the pace of a human. It's like almost like putting a bird in a cage. So I feel like they do deserve to feel free, but you also have to know your animal and know when your dog's going to run away, when your dog's going to jump on somebody and then don't, that's not cool. And then don't, don't, don't be that guy. Um, so I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it. I mean, I'm with you. I've seen people that are irresponsible with their dogs and then I've seen people that are just amazing with their dogs and their dogs, my dog, if I say to her, you know, stay, doesn't matter what's passing by, nothing will stop her. She will stay next to my side, but that's what I know of her, you know, but I don't take chances with that either. I don't go to Bear Mountain with my dog, take her off the leash and say, no, she's going to listen to me. That's stupid and irresponsible. So it's all a matter of the situation. You have to make sure that you look for paw health. You don't want your dog's paws to get damaged or get, you know, look at our shoes and how much traction that really takes. Making sure that your dog is um, for the weather, if it rains or if it's too cold. Also, I'm sure you guys did the part in New Jersey where there's a ladder. When you go up that six prong ladder or whatever, how do you do that with the dog? You have to carry your dog. So you really need to know what you're getting into. I can't so imagine you know what people bringing in- dogs like to the whites. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing you really have to research prior and know. So, and it then is if you keep. Pleasure to talk to a responsible dog owner. Thank you so much. Because that's my main issue. Like, we've had situations exactly like the thing. 
where dogs have jumped out in front of us and barked and growled, and I'm winding up my trekking poles. Like, am I going to have to hit Defend this thing? Defend yourself, like, yeah. So, Understood. Thank you for being so responsible. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, really like, brilliant. Someone who knows what they're doing. Be more like <laughs> bear box people. Okay. Yeah. And then I will like your canine. <laughs> and my dog has a mohawk too, so she's like looks really cool on the trail. She's like sporting the great hairdo. So what kind of dog and what's her name? She's a standard poodle. So she's like really adorable and beautiful. She's a black dog with a mohawk and her name is Bella. And uh, like I said, when I when I first started, I took her out a lot with me. But then I saw the dangers that she could get into. Wow, you know, she could have really gone off that edge, or she could have gotten bitten there or something. And I really started. I started learning it to be more responsible too. So maybe this podcast could help others that don't know. Like, it's not only is your dog a nuisance to the other people on the trail. Is you are a responsible pet owner, making sure your dog is safe. That dog gets bit by a snake or something happens to that dog. You're going to be sick about having put your dog in that situation without that dog knowing how to respond. That's really key. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. um, I know I followed um, a chick a few years ago. Maybe it was 2019 when she hiked the trail. But uh, her Insta handle is hiking with arrow and arrow (laughs) is her dog. And the dog did the whole trail with her, and wow. no worse for wear. I mean, the dog's still kicking today and is dying to get back on the trail. So, I mean, there is there are ways you can hike the entire trail with your pup. And also, um, going off on a tangent here, <laughs> um, there's another hiker. Her trail name is Feathers. And she was um, hiking a lot with Ivy Tat. And for those who don't know Ivy Tat, we mentioned him in the past. He's a gruffy through hiker. He's doing the CDT this year. But so is Feathers going from north to south. And she's going to be hiking the whole trail with her goat. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. So we have dogs, and I've seen a cat on trail. I don't know if cats can do the whole trail, but. What? I that seems a little less likely than a dog, and apparently goats can do it too. People, so branch out with your animals. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that the AT does not allow any livestock, so goats or donkeys. The CDT is more open. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and the other thing is just to make note is that, and I could be wrong about this too because I'm wrong about a lot of things. Don't worry, I know that. Everyone's but learning. I think that there are sections of the AT which dogs are not allowed, and I think that's in the some of the natural parks where you actually have to have somebody, you have to arrange for somebody to take the dog and meet you on the other side of the park. Don't know what park that is, but uh, there was one section you can't bring a dog. Oh, interesting. Not, yeah. not I mean, you no, would know more than us, so do some research, let us know. I might not. I might not. This could be totally wrong, so you might not have to just, like, everybody <laughs> I would say look into that and just Google that and see if you can bring your dog away. Hmm. Fascinating. Hmm. The more you know. Then that's what you got to know. You have to know something like that. You can't get to the spot and have somebody say, oh, no, dog's allowed. That would be a disaster. Agreed. Hmm. Go on, Mr. Crank. You are the like the MC with the questions. (laughs) We set this up again. Very unprofessional. We set this up. going back and forth before we'll alternate questions and i'm just asking just do it (laughs) all right um so you've done new all of new jersey all of new york parts of massachusetts 
Um, did I miss anything? Have you started parts of Pennsylvania yet? Yeah, Penn Star. I went from the Gap to Wind Gap now. Nice. That's yeah. a nice section, actually. So what have been your favorite sections so far of what you've done? I have to say the most beautiful, breathtaking to me was that three miles right before the water gap in Pennsylvania. Oh, when going down? down oh, when <laughs> going down downhill? Yes. Oh, and I made sure that I was going down on that trip because I saw, like, I'm not going up that, that beast. Um, that was so magnificent. Every turn for those three miles to me was just jaw dropping i loved it so that would be my favorite so far and then i also thought the view of cheshire was gorgeous that was like a little storybook just beautiful oh yes yeah 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 in mass i mean there's a lot of little storybook you know views but that one was cute but yeah those are my two what about you guys what was your favorite oh god oh man i know what yours look is, at me i'm being pod hit I know oh, she now is, now she's <laughs> she is over. taking the Maybe turn we'll as MC like, here. You know, you you like, get her out of here. <laughs> for us. Um, favorite section. So I guess for me, um, I don't know. Why don't you go first on this tumbles? Oh, I was gonna say your favorite part was uh, overlooking Cumberland Valley. Yes, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> and so two sections. So uh, Cumberland Valley in Southern PA, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, are you doing PA north to south? I don't know. Sometimes okay. I just do it, fill it all in. Okay. So as section hikers, sometimes you do what is logistically possible. Exactly. But you can... I highly recommend north to south because you get all of the rocks and the things that people typically criticize PA for. You get all of that out of the way. Mm, okay. And then once you get past Duncannon, it starts to level out. And once you get into the Cumberland Valley, it is incredible. The trail literally goes through bucolic like classic um norman rockwell postcard farms and it is absolutely gorgeous mm. oh i can't wait and it's flat and it's um, flat yes <laughs> yes and then my other favorite section would be one in massachusetts once you get on top of mount race you're walking along mount race itself was not pleasant for us but once you get on top of it it's one of the few sections that i've been on where the trail just kind of drops off. You're walking on top of a mountain, and if you're not careful, you're going over, which I like. Wow. Feeling. <laughs> okay. um, it's, which is weird because I'm afraid of heights. But <laughs> I like that feeling. Wow. So that, and you like, the views are gorgeous. So those are my two favorites. Hmm. Hmm. Like if, wow. if people could just see my face, I'm like, what are you talking about, Mount Race? That was such shit to go up. <laughs> yes, going up was awesome. Okay, fair enough. Yes, it was very pretty. From Mount Race, right at the border there, you can see Greylock on a clear day. It's stunning. Oh, wow. uh, okay. My favorite. Oy. I mean, McAfee is just iconic so I, I can't really talk about McAfee knob um I would say when we did our first long ass section hike your lash my lash our lash uh it was <clears throat> the last night we were camping right at the Mason Dixon line 
And when we crossed into Pennsylvania, thank God, because Maryland sucked. So we crossed a street and then we went down into a gully and the, oh, yes. yeah, the, the campsite was right on the water. Mm. I slept really good that night too. <laughs> um, and then the next day was hiking up out of the gully, but we ended up, what's the name of the hostel? Oh, do we call it Trail of Tears? Trail of Hope. Trail of <laughs> it's quite the opposite of the Trail of Tears. It was wonderful. Yeah, the trail that that fifteen mile stretch between the Mason Dixon line and that hostel in PA. It's the first fifteen miles of Pennsylvania if you're going from south to north. I love that section. Hmm. Okay, yes. great. Yay. There's also a really great burger joint about it can't be more than it's a half a mile. mile. Yeah, it's that. Um now it's called Bonfire. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. So yeah, that's the important information. Yeah, bear box. If you're gonna do, might I suggest when you're you're getting towards southern Pennsylvania, you do a nobo from the border to that 15 miles, and then you go southbound from Boiling Springs to that point you meet there, because that's where actually we ended Pennsylvania was at the burger joint. <laughs> right after new show stay bars it was so so wonderful. perfect so yeah. wonderful <laughs> sounds yeah. it absolutely and that was in the middle of covid where the only people on the trail were people who were really dedicated knew so what they hikers. were doing um if you haven't picked it up as a dedicated listener we are all about liberty and freedom these people had the same attitude and just talking about that stuff having finished Pennsylvania, which was our biggest state to that point, while eating a freaking awesome burger was one of the best trail days, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. So what, let's go the opposite. What have been your least favorite pain in the ass? I want to die and I hate this today. <laughs> Take me off Bear Mountain immediately. Really? I, it was so crowded. It was okay. beautiful. Oh, okay. But it was so crowded. I could not wait to finish it was just like being in a line the whole time the yeah. whole time up the whole time down i don't really like things that are man-made under my feet so i'm not like the biggest fan of like the man-made stairs and the little you know rocky pavements thing they put down um just a ton of people it was just mayhem honestly yep. there's people going up and down and up and down and different directions of who's to the right who is to the left that's like crazy uh, so that was my least favorite so it was just my least favorite for that reason and stairway to heaven i'm sure everybody would say it was beautiful but when i got up there i was like great i'm up here put me back in the woods <laughs> yes. again that was really crowded too so yeah. only my least favorite only because of the crowds okay. and that's because that's my personality i want to yeah. be in the woods just don't really want to be on a long line waiting to get to the top of a mountain yes absolutely I'm going to do yeah. a Zoom thing that no one else can see and do, like, a thumbs-up emoji. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not, I'm telling you, this is not the this is not the least professional podcast. We have thumbs-up emojis now. Really, oh, so we're semi-professional now. All right. We've yes, made it. <laughs> what did you think of the zoo at Bear Mountain? I was one of the coldest days of the year, so... 
like couldn't really do much but it was cute i think the thing that stood out to me the most which is not what you're asking me which was when i got to the zoo and i saw the sign that said this is the lowest elevation of the appalachian trail yeah and i turned to the people and i was with and i was like shit that means it's all up from here (laughs) (laughs) as a hiker it's like oh man there's no more downs that means we got to go up from here um but it was cute i mean when i saw the bears i was like ah that's nothing i could take those bears on (laughs) yeah and for Um, those that don't know bear mountain zoo is a zoo for animals that um can't be rehabilitated into the wild they are permanently handicapped bless their hearts oh yeah so it's a, it's a good thing that they're doing Yes, and that's what makes it tolerable for me because it's a very old school zoo. I don't like zoos anyway, but this is a very old school zoo. The cages have concrete floors and iron bars. And so the fact that these animals cannot survive anywhere else makes it okay for me. Yeah, and a lot was closed because it was so cold, so I could go and show the bears and one other thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it was very interesting as i was approaching and i said there's a zoo on the trail like that's what's kind of cool about the trail too because there's those little surprises like you know coming across a zoo and then coming to a beautiful stream that you'd never see anywhere else in the world and you know towers and fire towers which i can't get up all the way have you guys gone all the way up a fire tower yet yes yes Really, I can't do it. I get halfway up and I'm like on my knees crawling back down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just way too afraid. It does like, sway. Sweating. They do sway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As soon as I felt the first sway, I was like literally nope. like on my booty going down. <laughs> so like, is that an up. acrophobia thing or? <laughs> I don't know. That's um, I'm out of here thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, are you so, normally scared of heights? Because I am terrified of heights. Is is are you? Yeah. Okay. The older I get. The more I know that I could die, so I guess the more you know, the more afraid I get. <laughs> like once I hit fifty, I was like, I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> no, not really. Actually, that's not true. I'm not afraid of anything. But I guess I'm just. I get when I get up there on those fire towers. Yeah, it doesn't agree with me at all. That's scary. I mean, there's just wires around you. Mm. I'm trying Jersey, to remember. The- there was a fire tower. There is a fire tower in Jersey. Uh, yes. Sun something. It's just Good south. Good for you. I don't remember. Shot. Yes. <laughs> Sun something. But, um, yeah, that fire tower is pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll look at them from afar. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> you mentioned um, hiking in your 50s. We started this in our 30s, and it's going to take us, we're hoping to finish by 2025, cross our fingers. At this rate, we're kind of in a setback. We did really great last year. 2021 has been We'll get back to it. We'll be fine. Yeah. So this, this, as section hikers, this is going to take us years. So what um, is that like looking like, you know, however long this takes you, you may finish a decade from now what so what is it like hiking you know in your 50s and starting this really long-term adventure and knowing you got years ahead of you to actually finish this well i think a couple things i think the more the closer you get to 50s the more i felt like i was just more in the moment than looking too far ahead (laughs) which is probably because you know death is around the corner (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) uh, 
so the more I'm in the moment, the less I worried about, you know, will I get it all done? How will I get it all done? And I'm just doing the sections and feel like, you know, as life does, it just unfolds and it, what will be will be. I have teenagers, so I can't really take off and go yet uh, without, you know, just I just couldn't do it. So I'm thinking that I'm going to do all the sections I can in the areas that I can, take a few trips a year further down the trail. And then maybe in around five, ten years, go and out for a month or two and finish the rest of it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. I would love to be able to say I finished it. That would just be, I don't know why. I've thought about that when I'm driving two hours to the trail. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why do I do this? Like, what? What, what good reason do I have for this activity right now? We, we yeah. asked ourselves the same thing. <laughs> you know, my mom said to me, you're going to, let me get this straight. You're going to go and drive two hours. You're going to get out of the car. You're going to go and walk 10 miles. And then you're going to get back in the car and you're going to drive two miles. And I'm like, yeah. Doesn't that I sound just, like Mrs. Cranky? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's, my wife says the same thing. At this point, she's just like, all right, whatever, do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, so I, we have tried to get her to get into this to no avail. Um, I am fortunate that, you know, every once in a while, like if we're doing a section near Front Royal, we can all get an Airbnb and she'll go and, and hang out and be our shuttle driver for the day as long as she's duly compensated with nice meals and other activities. But, yeah. Um, all right. A again, I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. So, this is... And if we didn't agree with you, you wouldn't be on the... <laughs> no. You're fine. That's it. You yeah, I get out of here. <laughs> the Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Um, so, yeah. You know, again, another segue. Mental state. I, I think... Mm. The you know, the reason that we do it is, and you said it yourself, like you could have the worst week of your life. Yeah. Um, you could right up until the moment where you take your first step of the day, you could be, you know, that was a really shitty drive. It's four hours just to get here. Now I got to walk all day. I almost fell asleep and, and veered over the white line. Thank God there's rumble strips to wake me up. So I'm going back on the road and I didn't die. This is awful. This is hard. You take those first couple of steps and it's all forgotten. Everything else fades away. Mm -hmm. All I have to worry about is, you know, take just walking, taking the next step in a usually a very gorgeous setting. And that's very, very refreshing. So I think to answer your question, I think that's why we all do this. Yeah. And it's also there's a way when you're in life and things are loud around you and things are cluttered in your mind. And I think one of the things I pinpointed for myself, it's almost like when you're in the quiet, you can take all those things flying around and putting them in their filing cabinets, in your brain, in their little box. And you could just like, OK, good, I could put that away because you're processing it. There's a there's a because you're in the moment, you're in, you're being in the moment, and you're given that opportunity of quiet or or solace to heal and allow the forest to bathe you, and also allow your mind to not be tense. And with the things flying around your brain so much, you can allow them to flutter to the ground like confetti, and just simply put them in their box, continuing to walk. That meditative and repetitive action is 
uh, a lot of it too. You know, the rhythms of life, the rhythms of earth, the rhythm of music, that rhythm of mm-hmm. healing. I think that's a lot of it for me. That yeah, sounds about healing. right. <laughs> Getting a healthy perspective this week. Normally, we just scream about COVID, and, and that, was, <laughs> that was very well said. Um, yeah, I, I made sure to, to just to remind Cranky: no COVID, no vaccine, just nothing. Today. <laughs> oh, that was really well said, and I like the metaphor. Uh, your confetti metaphor was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I, really, I think it was just something I was trying to figure out for myself, too. Like, what was the pull? What was it that was drawing me out here? And why did I feel better when I got home? That was really made me curious. And that was just something. I just felt like I was just filing things away and things were just more clarity. I can't imagine, too, like I'm following a lot of people on Instagram that are doing their through hikes. And you see their faces change. Like, they literally go from a face that's tense to a face that's lit and shining because they're in their moment they're truly themselves it's so beautiful and i think the more you get out there and hike and allow yourself to feel that the more you can radiate radiate that in the rest of your life so for sure i mean yeah i mean and also what we've experienced um going back and forth on trail fur for years now is that when we come home and we face a problem an issue we look at it differently as well it's like this is not as big of a problem as other people may think it is because right. when we're on trail you know we have to kind of fend for ourselves out there so always being out in the wilderness while and it's cathartic it's it's harder so when we come back to our first world problems we're like oh this is really not that much of an issue right or two things it's either bad for me and i'm like yeah this really isn't an issue or i'm like fuck it take me back to the trail yes <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. This the trail. i hate this yes so, yeah yeah, it's in a lot of ways it's more dangerous, quote unquote, but in a lot of ways it's far simpler. You have 30 pounds strapped to your back. Without that 30 pounds, you're not going to survive out there for four days. But that's also very simple. 30 pounds to survive for four or five days. Like, what could be more simple than that? Um, yeah. Yeah, when you realize that's all you need, you really start to see the other things in your life as not necessary. Mm -hmm. This isn't necessary. I'm really blessed to have this right now, like a warm bed. I'm blessed to have that warm bed because I could be in my tent freezing my butt off right now. And those you do look at those things very differently. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I think one of the other best nights that we had on trail was we were... Uh, planning to do Boiling Springs tumbled. How many days were we planning to do in that area? Oh, it was going to be only two overnights, but the second overnight, it was mid-May, and it decided to snow. So this was the Cumberland Valley trip, actually. So at the end of Cumberland Valley, if you're going Sobo, you hit Boiling Springs. And so when we got to Boiling Springs, it starts snowing and we're like we have a a moment my friend mind you we woke up we spent the night i spent the night freezing Freezing, that's right gear like what you were saying bear box making sure you have the gear um at the time and i made this a priority when we were done with this trip at the time i only had a summer backpacking sleeping bag 
So wow. I was like, it'll be fine. I'll just layer up. I'll wear a hat. I'll wear gloves, which did work. I didn't, you know, I wasn't in danger, but I was not comfortable. We ended yeah, up having sure. breakfast in the privy. It was warm. Yes, I ate, <laughs> ate breakfast in the privy because it was actually a very nice privy. It, it was, was a very warm. nice privy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, one of those mornings you wake up and the clothes that you put out to dry are frozen. Wow. Um, so anyway, now continue. Oh yes. Yes. So we warmed up after about a mile. (laughs) And so when we got to Boiling Springs, we had another, I think three to four miles until we hit the shelter for the night. And the low that night was going to be roughly 20 degrees. And we were like, yep. Mm-mm. Nope, not today. <laughs> so we ended up calling a hostel, and uh, she had room. And she's like, "Well, do you want the heated trailer or do you want the non-heated chicken coop?" <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> so we're like, "Yeah, we'll take the heated trailer, thanks." And I gotta tell you, that was a fun afternoon. I mean, we ended around one that day, I believe. <laughs> But yeah, that was fun. (laughs) But what you were saying about appreciating, so the contrast of not being in danger, because I'm not completely stupid, but not being able to sleep the night before because of cold, um, eating breakfast in the privy versus a heated trailer, a comfortable couch, um, watching a movie on phone, like I definitely appreciated those luxuries a lot more than i would have oh, if yes. we had just okay we're if it's 70 degrees and we're staying here mm-hmm. oh yeah no doubt so yeah again i'm identifying with just about everything that you're putting out here <laughs> um and then i guess we'll do and i didn't tell you this ahead of time uh, but in our conversations, you ha- and feel free, you could be like, pass, I'm not answering this, and Tumbles will edit it out. Um, okay. But you had mentioned that you are a cannabis hiker. So what does that mm-hmm. mean exactly? And um, how does that help you? Or I'm assuming it doesn't hinder you because otherwise you wouldn't do it. How does that help you on trail? Um, well, I, in my advanced years here, um, I have got a very bad back injury. And I had point when I was told that I shouldn't hike and I wouldn't hike and I was very determined to be strong enough to continue going and hiking. I didn't want to be on pills. I didn't want to get surgery. I really wanted to take a very naturalist approach because that's kind of like who I am with stuff. I'm not going to like default to a pill first. Mm -hmm. So um, with that, what the cannabis does when you're hiking is it allows you to not focus on the drain of what hurts you it allows you to focus on strengthening what ails you it's a very different kind of uh tapping into your body but also there's different strains so certain strains of cannabis will help with spasticity so if your muscles are twitching or if your muscles you know if they're giving out um there's strains of cannabis that will help you with that on your trail there's also a lot of hikers that um believe in using the indica strain because it will help them sleep and they're restless in their tent or if it is too cold or they're or they're achy uh, they would do a strain of indica there's also strains that help people that when you get on the trail and you're having different foods than you 
usually have than when you're home. There's maybe more nuts and more grains that they're not used to. There's strains that you can bring on your hike that will help your stomach. I mean, that's been proven with chemotherapy and so many things with the stomach. So that's where, and I'm not necessarily as a, because you're over 50. I mean, this is at any responsible age. What I believe when with cannabis is it's a, it's a natural approach to let you continue doing what you love to do. That's an amazing answer. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and we are 100% behind that. Like, that's... I mean, people I know use it for migraines, anxiety. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways. And and that's where when it comes into hiking, like, I have a severe back injury. And I'm not... I'm very interested in making sure I gain more strength every day. And it gives me the ability to get, have much less pain to get up that trail, tap into those muscles, get this job done. And, and, and I'm stronger and healthier than I've ever been in my life now, which is cool. And it's due to the, the hiking and the oh. ability to hike. Oh, that's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we are close to wrapping up, but um, is there any? We'll, we'll steal from one of our <laughs> other hiking podcasts here. Uh, do you listen to Trail Tales at all? No. You don't listen okay. to Kyle O'Grady? My yeah, God! So, yeah, no. What's I'm wrong gonna, with me? I'm gonna recommend <laughs> another hiking podcast, Trail Tales. Yes. Okay. Uh, we, we, we've stolen the phrase for sure from him. We've stolen, now we're going to steal some of his, um, his, his format. His format. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of steal the way he talks sometimes. <laughs> we, um, lovingly mock and tease him when we're on trail. Uh, it's a great stuff. podcast. He's been doing it for oh, now two and a half years, I think. A 2018 through hiker, by the way. Yeah. Oh, neat. Okay. So almost two years. Yep, almost two years he's been doing the podcast. So do you have any, you know, interesting stories or tales that uh, you want to share as we get ready to close? Like something like really interesting or crazy or any, because when you're out there, it's a completely different environment than your day-to-day life and, and stuff pops up that's you know not gonna happen anywhere else um i don't know if anything comes to my mind i guess the first thing that came to my mind is not what you asked me but i guess what can happen so sorry, sorry I apologize. it's okay um the first thing that comes to my mind is if sharing anything would be like say hello to everybody you pass on the trail You'll be so surprised at, there was one time I was sitting there with my friend Dawn. And Hi Dawn. I, Hi Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> so every single time I see somebody on trail, I always say, hello human. Every time. That's like my thing. So I'm like, I saw this guy and I'm like, human, hello human. He's like, how do you know me? How do you know, how do you know my name? And I'm like, your name is human? And he says, no, my name is chairman. But I guess from a distance, it sounded like human, chairman. Anyway, so I was like, chairman, that's your trail name? And he said, yeah. I said, how did you get that trail name? He said, on my through hike, I carried a chair. 
with me strapped to my backpack. So if he's listening, hello, chairman. And that was crazy. And he thought that the reason why he brought it with him, because I asked, he said he thought he'd have much more downtime, that he would see a pretty (laughs) spot. He'd throw the chair down and sit there, like not thinking there'd be beautiful rocks and boulders and everything else. So, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, I would just say, say hello to everybody. Say hello, human. Uh, You know, get to know people. The last hike, I passed by a mom who was out there with her two teenage kids. And I was like, look at you. You know, how many parents can't get their kids outside? Get to know these people. They're so incredibly beautiful. It's It truly is a gift to uh, meet these like-minded people. And uh, that's it. And just more hiking. That's all I've got to say. Well, you know what? Shout out to Chairman. <laughs> and yeah, we, we couldn't have said it better ourselves. We do say hello to everybody that we pass. And we yeah. snark at those who do not respond. <laughs> yeah, it's very few people that don't respond. And then I'm like, okay, you know, they're in their moment. I'm whatever. Uh and interestingly enough, there was one guy, he was mute and he was deaf. And I saw him, I saw him hiking. He was all by himself. And I said, hello. And he didn't respond. Okay, whatever. I went along. And then a little while later, we saw people say, did you see a man? You know, he's deaf and mute. And I was like, he's right up ahead. He wasn't really lost, but he was definitely too far up ahead for their liking. So you never know. Everybody's out on the trail. Could be any kind of people with any kind of ailment out on the trail trying to heal themselves. So you never know. But I say hello to everybody. Hear their stories. It's who's through hiking, who's out for the day, yes. who's who got dragged out there and doesn't want to be there. Uh, it's <laughs> funny. You know, those are always funny too. You those see the person like drag about. they're the last person yes. in the bunch and they're sweating and they're like, you know, cursing up a storm. What am I doing out here? I like I like seeing that. I hope I see their transformation too. Come on, you can do it, you're gonna love it. So you're, yeah. you're like the trail cheerleader. It's great. <laughs> oh, God. I guess. Maybe in a way. <laughs> well, we appreciate you very much. And we appreciate you for being on the podcast as well. And thanks for reaching out. It, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you this evening. And Yeah, you guys, too. I love your show. Thank very funny. You so like I said, you know, just being keep being... Your... Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's, you guys, the thing is, and what everybody's got to remember to do, is it doesn't matter if we agree with you or if you agree with me or not. It's we just got to be free to be who we are. And I just dig that. I dig that you guys are doing that. Like, nobody censored you yet. Like, I don't know, when the podcast gets bigger, forget it. You can be like, we can't talk about that <laughs> yes. right now. We'll have to talk about that offline. <laughs> off you know. But right now, you know, you guys are just real. So that's really cool. I dig that. Thank you. And we hope we meet you yeah. in person someday soon as well. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hiking yeah. yeah that would be awesome if you're in south yeah. jersey we'll meet up somewhere in the middle and have a burger or something <laughs> yeah that would be amazing i would love that we have, we'd have a really good time well yes. bear box if you wouldn't mind staying on uh we're just gonna wrap up here all right folks love us like us on the gram at rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod love and like mr crank at cranky mcstumbles don't find me Bearbox, could you give us your instagram handle once again please my instagram handle is Bearbox is my trail name and if you wanted to email me for any reason it's happy human one two three four five six seven at gmail because one through six was taken <laughs> <laughs> all right folks you heard it here we'll see you next week ciao